Yo, what up everybody? This is Mark from Suicide Silence. Brian Fair from Shadows Fall. Gary Hall from Exodus and recently retired from Slayer. And Chris from Bad Wolves. It's Joe from Briar Rose. Tyler Burgess here. And I'll... Hey, this is Charlie with Anthrax. I just want to give a shout out to Pedal to the Metal Radio podcast. Uh, the thing about it is, you know, your rock news, your metal news, uh, unsigned band. Uh, with new episodes dropping every Sunday, make sure you tune in. Keep rocking with Pedal to the Metal. Check it out now, you motherfuckers! All right, I want to welcome everybody to the 40th episode of Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast. I'm your main man for the last 40 episodes of this podcast. That's right, it's me, Eddie Monster. And if I sound a little different to you guys, it's because I'm a little bit under the weather and not even that can stop me from doing this podcast that I love so much. Uh, We have kind of a weird episode for you guys this week as the 40th episode because there is some huge, huge news in the rock and metal world that needs to be discussed because it was something that I never saw coming, even though I probably should have. I I mean, I don't know how how to... comment on this exactly uh, but I'm gonna try my best you know from a journalistic point of view I'm gonna try my best to analyze the situation uh, but obviously we're gonna start the show off talking about the saga that is Evan Rachel Wood and Marilyn Manson and the claims of an abusive relationship um, I know on one of the episodes of Monster House Records Club, we covered Marilyn Manson's latest record, and there were a couple songs in question where we thought it could have been Manson sending a message to Evan Rachel Wood. I remember saying that because that was out there. And at first, she hadn't named who her abuser was, uh, but then she did. And... Uh, This week, Evan Rachel Wood came out and claimed that Marilyn Manson um, was her abuser, saying she was done living in fear. So February 1st was Monday, and we were speculating for a while who the victimizer was that she kept referring to in her congressional testimony back in 2018. Uh, Wood, who is now 33 years old, released a short statement and you know knowing that she was probably going to take a lot of shit for for doing this um but you know she wanted to put rest to what Manson called rumors um cuz we all know last November Manson terminated a phone interview um after her name was mentioned So she publicly came out and she said, the name of my abuser is Brian Warner, also known to the world as Marilyn Manson. He started grooming me when I was a teenager and horrifically abused me for years. I was brainwashed and manipulated into submission. I am done living in fear of retaliation, slander, or blackmail. I am here to expose this dangerous man and call out the many industries that have enabled him before he ruins any more lives. 
I stand with the many victims who will no longer be silent. Now, for those of you who don't know, so Manson started dating her in 2007. They got engaged in 2010, but they broke up, I believe it was like less than a year later. Um, we all know she appeared in his music video for Heart Shaped Glasses. That's how we first found out that they were together. Uh, he was 38 years old at the time and Wood was 20. And Manson, who's now 52, has to face these allegations. But she is joining this list of names. So Sarah McNeely, Ashley Lindsay Morgan, Ashley Walters, and a woman named Gabriella have all released their own statements as well. So uh, McNeely, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, said, I was emotionally abused, terrorized, and scarred. I was locked in rooms when I was bad, sometimes forced to listen to him entertaining other women, kept away from certain friends, or if I didn't, he would threaten to come after them. I was told stories of others who tried to tell their story and their pets ended up dead. I wasn't allowed to go near other artists working on the same set. Morgan said that she suffered from night terrors, PTSD, anxiety, and most crippling OCD, which all stemmed from her abuse from Manson. I try to wash constantly to get him out or off of me. I am coming forward so he will finally stop. Walters said that Brian Warner needs to be held accountable. And she claims that Manson continues to inflict on so many and I cannot stand by and let this happen to others. This is what she told Vanity Fair. Um, Gabriella came out and said, told me to take off all my clothes and take a shower in front of him. The second time we met, he broke a wine glass in the hotel room and demanded we make a blood pack together. He cut both of our hands with the broken glass. So, as we all know, Wood went in front of the U.S. House Subcommittee on Crime, Terrorism, and Homeland Security that she experienced toxic mental, physical, and sexual abuse, which started slow but escalated over time, including threats against my life, severe gaslighting and brainwashing, waking up to the man that claimed to love me, raping what he believed to be my unconscious body. And these are all the things. I mean, these are things, you know, that they've come out and said. And, uh, you know, there's, there's larger statements. I'll post a link to this. There's larger statements. I mean, obviously, Sarah McNeely came out on Instagram, said, He, Brian Warner, lured me in with love bombing, posing as the perfect boyfriend, claiming he was just misunderstood, charming, smart, funny, charismatic, as he was wooing me. I would come to find out he was torturing others. Before long, I was the one being tortured. I was emotionally abused, terrorized, and scarred. I was locked in rooms when I was bad. I already told you guys that part. Um, you know, just, it just shocks me, man. It just shocks me. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is just shocking. And this is somebody that I've enjoyed his music for years. I mean, for years, you know what I mean? Like for years, ever since the first time. I ever saw a music video. I believe it was 1995, I want to say, when I saw the video for Sweet Dreams. 
and uh, it's crazy. It's just crazy. You know what I mean? Like you knew he was weird, right? Everybody knew Marilyn Manson was weird, and we just thought, okay, he's just a misunderstood artist, like you know McNeely said. And then you read his book, Long Hard Road Out of Hell. And there was a couple parts in that book where they used to have this torture device where they hogtied uh, various fans. And literally, like, some of the stories he tells, some of these things that you're hearing now isn't totally out of the ordinary, right? You were sort of like, fuck, I read that book and how did I not see this coming eventually? You know what I mean? I don't know, you know, exactly where I, you know, it just, it, it's it's mind-boggling. But, okay, so we hear these women, they come out, and of course, some people may dismiss it and say, you know, whatever, these are just women, like, just trying to get revenge on Manson and, you know, all this and that, but now other artists are coming out in support of this. And one of them was Wes Borland. And I had no idea, right? No idea that Wes Borland was even in Manson's band, right? So look at the timeline. Wes Borland joined Manson apparently in 2008. And it lasted less than a year because then he reunited with Limp Bizkit. But on the Twitch channel, Space Zebra, here's what... Uh, Borland had to say about Marilyn Manson. He goes, Marilyn Manson, I was in the band for nine months. He's not a great guy. Every single thing that people have said about him is fucking true. So relax about the allegations towards the women. Like when people say bad things about these women that are coming after him now, fuck off. They are speaking the truth. I'm sorry to everyone on this podcast right now who doesn't like this, but that guy, he's amazingly talented but he's fucked up and he needs to be put in check and he needs to get sober and he needs to come to terms with his demons. He's a bad fucking guy. He goes on and continues to say, I was there when he was with Evan Rachel Wood. I was at his house. It's not fucking cool. That's all I'm going to say about it. If anyone is coming after these girls and going like you, blah, 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 this and that, fuck you. That's all I'm going to say. Sorry to take this to a dark place, but that guy is canceled. Goodbye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Right? That's what Borland had to say. So apparently Manson, you know, goes on to share a statement, but we're going to we'll talk about that later. Uh, then we go to Trent Reznor. Now, for all of you guys that know, Reznor was a longtime producer, collaborator with Manson in the beginning days. I believe up until, I believe it was up until Mechanical Animals. I think Mechanical Animals was the first time they hadn't collaborated. Um, but there's like things that have come out, and obviously in the book I I just talked about the Long Hard Road Out of Hell, which resurfaced right. So, as I said before, I'm sitting there and I remember reading the book and thinking, how did I not see this before? But here's what Reznor had to say. So, apparently, there's a tale that's in there that Reznor has to refute. And here's what he says. 
He goes, I've been vocal over the years about my dislike of Manson as a person, and I cut ties with him nearly 25 years ago. As I said at the time, the passage from Manson's memoir is a complete fabrication. I was infuriated and offended back when it came out and remain so today. Right? Because apparently uh, Manson tells of a tale in the 90s where him and Reznor allegedly physically and sexually assaulted an intoxicated woman. Uh, so, you know, the tale goes back to 95. Um, you know, but, you know, that's 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 basically what, what Reznor had to say. So a stylist, here's what a stylist had to say. So... <clears throat> This style, apparently she was um, a stylist from Manson, this woman, Bailey, who recalled three different rooms, Manson's recording studio, a living room, and a bedroom inside of the recording studio. And she said she remembers seeing a lot of dynamic, uh, demonic paintings and artwork made out of charcoal. Um, it looked like he was trying to open a portal, some demonic presence. Um So apparently, according to this, it says she was called into a room and she saw a glass cage with a lock on it. And here's what she said. I crawled over the sex-stained sheets that the actress and Manson had just finished up whatever they were doing. And I looked over to the actress and she was blackout wasted. I don't know if this was from pills. She was not coherent at all. She was stumbling over. She hurt her knee on the bedside table and Manson laughed at her and just let her crawl on the floor. So I ran over to help her, and as I'm holding her and trying to get her balanced with her, Manson pulls a gun to my head, a big Glock, a metal Glock, not a toy gun. This was a real gun. He pulls it straight to my, to my, fore, uh, to my forward and says, I don't like faggots. And apparently he laughed in a very aggressive tone because Bailey is a trans woman. Um, you know, and she felt threatened for years to keep that to herself but now that you know wood had the you know wood had the 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 courage to come out she says these men hold no power over me anymore and i'm sorry that it took so long to come out about this story but i'm happy to share my truth and uh good for her so another artist has come out and you guys may know her, Otep Shamaya. I'm probably saying that wrong. But Otep, you guys all know Otep. Uh, here's what she said in a statement. So apparently she's friends with somebody. Um, or she dated a woman who was good friends with, with Manson's current wife, which is Lindsay uh, Yusek, I believe is what her name is. And uh, here's what she said. Warning, unpopular opinion coming. Hey, everyone. Okay, I've been getting a lot of requests regarding my thoughts on Manson. I don't normally discuss personal stuff, but since all this evidence is coming out that he has sexually and physically assaulted a number of women and minors, not to mention being a sexist and a Nazi sympathizer, I've decided to tell you what I know. 
I was a huge fan of his. I even wore his shirt on OzFest when people were blaming him for Columbine. And I've met him many times. We have mutual friends, including Gene Simmons' son, Nick Simmons. Manson even told one of my fans he was afraid of me after Sevastra was released, which I took as a huge compliment. But then I dated a woman who was friends with his current wife, Lindsay, and her twin sister, who's married to James Aha of A Perfect Circle. And Lindsay used to call our house in the early hours, and I was told she was hysterical because he was on, on another drug binge, threatening her life, throwing knives at her that stuck in the wall, and verbally assaulting her. We offered many times to have her come to mind because he would never come face me with that bullshit. Believe it. But sadly, she wouldn't leave him. So my ex would be calm and talk her down until Manson realized she was on the phone and he woed down. But then he started calling in the early hours. I was told he was paranoid, gacked out of his mind, and accusing his wife of cheating with an imaginary person who had blonde hair with a blonde mustache named Don, who he, I'm told, saw in his security cameras and was fucking his wife. Look, this is heartbreaking for all the women he's hurt, but also for all the fans who always had his back like me. But he's not the Luciferian evil everyone thinks he is. He's just a violent junkie who chooses to bully and, according to reports, physically and sexually attacks women who he thinks are weaker than he is. May he rot. Hashtag OTAP. So huge, huge thing right there. Um, indie folk artist Phoebe Bridges this is one of my favorite statements that was released because it's the ending part that she talks about that I really was like good for you for saying that so Phoebe Bridges goes uh, I went to Marilyn Manson's house when I was a teenager with some friends I was a big fan he referred to a room in his house as the rape room I thought it was just horrible frat boy sense of humor, and I stopped being a fan. I stand with everyone who came forward. The label knew, management knew, the band knew. Distancing themselves now, pretending to be shocked and horrified, is fucking pathetic. End statement. You know what I mean? Like, good for you, right, for saying that. Because it's kind of true. Now, all of a sudden, you know, his management drops him after 25 years of being his his manager. <clears throat> and the label drops him and this and that. And they're acting like they're shocked and scared. And even Wes. I mean, come on. Wes knew back in 2008. I, just, I read you Wes's statement and what he claimed. So maybe she has a point. We're going to take a little break uh, to hear a word from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll have more on this. All right, welcome back, everybody. So we're, we're talking about Manson here, and this is a huge, huge story. Obviously, Manson is a superstar, um, the, the self-proclaimed Antichrist superstar, and a lot, a lot of trouble. Now, everybody wondered, obviously, about uh, Dita Von Teese, who we all know was married to Marilyn Manson and was in the relationship with Manson before Evan Rachel Wood. Evan, Evan Rachel Wood Excuse me, the Westworld and uh, the Westworld star. So everybody wondered, well, was Manson the same way with her? 
And here's what she reveals because her story is a little different. And it's kind of interesting to see, you know, a different perspective here. Uh, she says, I've been processing the news that broke Monday regarding Marilyn Manson. To those who have expressed your concerns on my well-being, I appreciate your kindness. Please know that the details made public do not match my personal experience during our seven years together as a couple. Had they, I would not have married him in December 2005. I left 12 months later due to infidelity and drug abuse. Abuse of any kind has no place in any relationship. I urge those of you who have incurred abuse to take the steps to heal and the strength to fully realize yourself. This is my sole statement on this matter. Thank you for respecting this request. So very, very, very different. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Dita Von Tis is, she was a burlesque dancer model. Uh, very famous at the time for being in the martini glass, you know, during some of Manson's clips um, and some of his shows. Was in a relationship with Manson for a very, very long time, as we saw. And she was, I believe, the relationship after... I believe it was after Rose McGowan. Actually, I believe is that relationship. Um, but yeah, very, very different side of that story. Um, obviously, she didn't, you know, incur the same abuse. But then we turn to Rose McGowan. And now, those of you who know Rose McGowan, she was on Mechanical Animals. She was his girlfriend. She had that famous dress that she wore. At the MTV Music Awards, where it showed basically her ass, and uh, yeah, I was. Uh, and they starred in Jawbreaker together. If you remember, Marilyn Manson played this creep, who Rose McGowan uses to basically set him up for some sort of thing. And instead of me reading to you guys what she had to say, I grabbed this off her Instagram page. So this is straight from Rose McGowan. Let's hear what Rose had to say. Not only sad today and disgusted, but I am mostly proud. Proud of Evan Rachel Wood and the others who've come forward against Marilyn Manson, my ex. When he was with me, he was not like that, but that has no bearing on whether he was like that with others before or after. It takes time to come forward. And again, I am proud, proud of these women and anybody who stands against an abuser. They steal time, these are time eaters. They steal lives, they steal hopes, dreams, freedom, sexuality, love. And I'm also here to say to the Hollywood cult leaders that have employed him and sanctioned him and Interscope Records and Sony was with him during the Evan period, you know you are accomplices. All the PR managers, agents, lawyers, the Hollywood cult must be stopped. There's uh, also a part where you don't get to hear her say, and she says, um, when I say Hollywood is a cult, I mean the entertainment industry, including the music industry, is a cult. Cults protect the rod at the top. Theirs is a sickness that must be stopped. The industrial fame complex chooses who they protect and who let who they'll let be their victims for profit. Um, you know, she also asks, don't pull the... Why did they take so much time to come forward? Question that shames victims, survivors. It's what stops others from coming forward. And to all those who have covered for monsters, shame on you. Rise and say no more. That's what you don't get to hear. But she posted that on her Instagram account. And uh, 
you know, she's obviously going to take a lot of flack. And she already did. Somebody already posted. I saw one of the comments. It's bound to happen. But this is a real and serious thing. And obviously, I'm going to come out and say this as well. If these are true, then it needs to be taken seriously. From that point moving forward, an investigation needs to be needs to happen. These things need to come out and need to be straightened. And Manson needs to just, you know, I mean, you have no choice now at this point. It's either, you know, you fight, you know, for your for your legacy or, you know, you go down in flames. And, you know, that's something that Marilyn Manson's going to have to decide, you know, moving forward. Um, but there's a lot of people that are that are just, you know, they're coming out and that's what they're saying. I know at one point uh, the police had to be called. So LAPD had to conduct a wellness check on Manson because they hadn't heard from him. Um, and it was from the request of a musician. And apparently they found him. He was fine inside his home. And apparently he declined to, to go outside to meet them. So uh, this is according to TMZ. And TMZ reported a worried friend of Marilyn Manson's called the LAPD after being unable to contact the musician. After arriving at his home, police officers made several attempts to have Manson come out outside and speak to them. While at one point an LAPD helicopter circled overhead and shined a spotlight Onto Manson's property. And uh, a rep for him informed police that Manson was okay. And the cops left. Um, obviously, you know, I read what Manson said. My art my life has long been magnets for controversy. But the recent claims about me are horrible distortions of reality. My intimate relationships have always been entirely consensual with like-minded partners. Regardless of how and why, others are now choosing to misrepresent the past. That is the truth. That's according to Manson. So, you know, this is this is a, a long, tough, and, and weird road. Um, and this may very well be the long, hard road out of hell for, for Manson at this point. Uh, Sharon Osbourne who we all know has a relationship with Man- with Manson because uh, Manson and Ozzy have known each other for many, 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 many years. Um, you know, Manson supported Ozzy um, during his health issues. And here's what Sharon had to say. Sharon says, I've known Marilyn for 25 years. I've worked with him for many, many years. And obviously I would not, know what goes on in his bedroom neither do I want to but as far as people who've been going on all my socials calling me names and things and putting up pictures of Marilyn and I you know there's something called a working relationship and that's what I've had with Marilyn for many years I know nothing about his sexual preferences or the way he treats women I know how he treats an older woman which is me and he's always been respectful So there you go. That's uh, Sharon um, talking about Manson. Now, obviously, you know, that's another thing. Um, Those things exist. You know, working relationships. Obviously, the way they work together was obviously all the Ozfests. That's how they've worked together. And obviously, Marilyn's not going to share his most intimate details with somebody like Sharon Osbourne. 
So, you know, you got to kind of lay off of that, right? Um, but again, you know, it, we all know it's it, this is shocking, shocking, shocking stuff. Um, yeah, so that's all I'm going to report right now on Marilyn Manson. It's time to get into the music side of things, right? And let's cover some other rock and metal news uh, while we're at it. This obviously just being the hugest story of the week. And I'm sure, you know, we're going to hear more. And we're definitely going to hear more from more people. And we're definitely going to hear more news as it comes along. Because this is this is fresh. Right? You know, the wound is fresh. Um, so anyways, yeah. That's all we're going to do. Now let's get into some music here. Because isn't that what we're all about? So I recently connected with a band on, on Facebook. And I checked them out. And I thought they were awesome. It's a band that everybody needs to know. So this is the bands you should know artist for this week. And they're called Unleash the Archers. And they're coming to us all the way from beautiful British Columbia. That's right. These guys were formed in 2007. And they've been slaving on the scene, working hard as hell. Uh, They're currently signed to Napalm Records in Austria and Ward Records in Japan. These guys are absolute badasses. Their latest album, Abyss, which was released in 2020, has been critically acclaimed by almost everybody. These guys are badass. Brave Words definitely agrees, and many, many other websites have agreed that Abyss is a badass record that you all need to check out. And if you want to know more about Unleash the Archers, you can do so by going to their website, unleashtheArchers.com. Again, that's unleashtheArchers.com. You can also go to their Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash unleashtheArchers. Now, the track that we are going to check out this week is a badass one, and it's called Through Stars, and it's right here on Pedal to the Metal Radio, the podcast.
All right, welcome back, everybody. It's time for a little bit of rock and metal news for you guys out there, because I know you want to hear something other than about Marilyn Manson, obviously. Uh, so one of our first stories, New Zealand is planning to host a 100,000-plus person music festival that requires no masks and no social distancing at all. And uh, apparently New, e- New Zealand's averaging only three COVID-19 cases per day which is why they're going to get this festival over. So, yeah, uh, Cuba Dupa Festival uh, in the Cuba Precinct in Wellington on March 27th will be having their festival. So they're saying, Director Jerry Paul, the streets will be alive with surprises around every corner in our most ambitious, most creative, and most diverse program ever. We'll be there celebrating our community, our artists, and the businesses they give Cuba Street in Wellington its unique character. Uh, here's some of the bands. They're, they're going to be metal bands. Uh, there as well. Uh, Battle for Endor, The Silent Divide, Marrow Spawn, Voodoo Blue, uh, Sheeps, Into Orbit, Planet Hunter, Spook the Horses, Dime Store, Skanks, Meet Planet of the Dead. Love that. Uh, Yarmunder, Fall of Man, Radar Angel, and so many, so many more. So, yeah, I mean, if you're only getting three COVID cases a day, I guess it's it's quite all right to flock the streets of Cuba Street in Wellington. Uh, so good luck to them. March 27th, check it out. Uh, Studio News at the Gates is currently mixing their brand spanking new album. Uh, it's going to be their first with their brand new guitarist, Jonas Stalhammer, who you may know from God in the Carb. Um, First time being a full-fledged member, so to drink. Apparently, the last thing he played on was to drink from the night itself, but he didn't write any of the material, so this is his full-fledged first attempt writing and all that stuff, so be on the lookout for a brand new At The Gates record when that becomes available. And according to King Diamond, Merciful Fate is working on a very old-fashioned new record. And they're saying that Hank is writing very much like the old days. So if you're expecting classic Merciful Fate, that is exactly what you're going to get. According to King Diamond. So that's pretty badass. Um, King Diamond already has a two-part record coming out called The Institute. And for Merciful Fate, it's going to be their first record since 1999. And what King Diamonds tells the Electric Theater with Clown, it's very old-fashioned. I'm writing with Hank for Merciful Fate and writing with Andy LaRock for King Diamond and writing on my own for King Diamond. Um, For King Diamond, it's an album that's going to be called The Institute, which is part one of two. There'll be two full albums that will be completing a full story. And as the title suggests, there's going to be some crazy weird stuff. And for Mercy... I also have the title, but I'm not giving it out to anybody at the moment. We have the front cover for the new Mer- for the new Mercy Two. It's very correct, very right for Merciful Fate. It's very back to basics, and he goes on and on and on to talk about it. So that's pretty exciting. If you love Merciful Fate, be on the lookout for brand new Merciful Fate. That's going to be pretty badass. Uh, Wolfgang Van Halen is already teasing that the new record, uh, he hasn't really released much details on it as far as what the album is actually called, but he revealed the track listing, and there's also a clip 
for a track called You're to Blame. Um, apparently, he wrote the whole entire album, which is pretty bad. He wrote the music, wrote the lyrics, he sang, he performed all of the instruments on the album. Uh, but when it comes time to safely perform in a live setting, he'd be joined by Slash guitarist Frank Sidoris, Tremonti drummer Garrett Whitlock, and bassist Ronnie Faccaro. So be on the lookout for that. Um, when that becomes available, sometime in the spring, I believe, is when Mammoth WVH uh, becomes available and for those of you guys that don't know mammoth was the original name of van halen before they became van halen and he's using it um and his only confirmed date right now is in 2021 is the aftershock festival in october so there you go and he'll be making his live television debut when he performs on jimmy kimmel live on thursday february 11th so be on the lookout for that um i'll post a link I'll try to post the link to the article with all the the track listing. It's uh, 13 tracks plus a bonus track, which we already heard, Distance, which is, I believe, the tribute to his father. So that's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. And uh, that's pretty much it for news right now um, that I have. So we're going to get into our unsigned band of the week. But before we do that, I usually do this at the beginning of the show. I give you guys the social media side of things, and I should do it now. So if you want to follow the show, you can do so by going to facebook.com forward slash Eddie's Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Eddie Monster 82. You can also follow us on Instagram at instagram.com forward slash Pedal to the Metal Radio Show. And last but certainly not least, our favorite link of all, Pedal to the Metal Radio Show dot blogspot.com again pedal to the metal radio show dot blogspot.com that is the place to go if you want to find a link to be able to listen to the show whether it be on apple anchor breaker spotify google wherever it may be if there is a link it'll be there and you can tune into the show apparently we're also on bullhorn so if you check out bullhorn look for pedal to the metal radio show the podcast um so, as usual, we have our unsigned band of the week, and we saved the best for last. And I'm talking about New York's very own Terra Garden. That's why we're staying in New York for a second week in a row, and this time we're checking out Long Island's original hard rock metal band. These guys are badass. They've got a brand new album out. And one of the things I'm kind of jealous of, right, and I wish I could play this track is I'm such a huge, huge fan of a certain track. And I see that they covered it, and it's unfreaking believable. I'm talking, of course, about Twilight Zone, and it's on their new album, Keep It Real, which was released back in September. Now, if you bought the physical copy of Keep It Real, you get the track Twilight Zone. I am so curious as to hear how that cover came out. I'm a huge fan of cover songs, and they cover that for their record. So pretty pumped about that. I'm pretty pumped to hear it. Uh, but anyways, we're not playing that track today. Not on this show. We're playing their song, I Don't Care, which just starts off very badass, in your face. I love it. It's hard rock metal the way it's supposed to sound. You know what I'm saying? And if you want to check these guys out, you can do so by going to facebook.com forward slash terror garden band again facebook.com forward slash terror garden 
band. All right, you can also check them out on Reverb Nation at ReverbNation.com forward slash Terra Garden. Go there, support music. I don't care if it's local. I don't care if it's independent, unsigned, signed, national, whatever. These bands went through hell in 2020, not being able to tour, not being able to do the things that make the money. So let's support. If you can, obviously, if you can, let's support music as best as we can. And this is the best way. Go to Reverb. All right. You can also check them out on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Terra Garden, Terra underscore Garden, excuse me, and Instagram.com forward slash Terra Garden Band. Without further ado, to end the show, here is Terra Garden with I Don't Care. And I will see you guys next week.
Now